Hello and welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me as always, AJ Rebecca. What's going on, Bill? What's going on, AJ? Today, uh, we are gathered here to discuss award shows. Uh, we have the Oscars coming up. We had the Golden Globes already. We're doing our picks? Uh, we'll do some picks. I'll do my picks at the end. Uh, but, but, I don't think I'm following. But it's what big, I really want to do, it's AJ. It's called Big League Tease. Yeah, that's what we in the business we call it, Tease, is that we will get to our Oscar picks. Uh, and I'll give you. I'll even give some advice for the folks I at home, for, so that they're a lock in their office gonna, pool. I know what's going to happen right now. You're <laughs> going to complain that? for the next eight to nine minutes. No, I'm going to give critical feedback, including a valuable insight from someone who's been watching these goddamn shows my entire life. Okay. All right. So, award shows. Let's talk about them. Uh, okay. Did you watch the Golden Globes? What'd you think? I did. Um, yeah. I mean. To be honest with you, I only watch it for the opening monologue, and then okay. I'll get alerts on my phone after the picks have been taken. Gotcha. gotcha. Isn't that how everyone does it? No, I watch it and I live tweet. Follow at Mr. Bill George to get all my thoughts as they occur. I thought the Golden Globes were fine. I give them a B minus. Uh, oh, you give them a B minus? B minus. B minus. Oh, that, I thought they were like normally like C's and D's. No, I mean maybe I'm a little more. I mean I've seen all the movies, so they tend to be more interesting to me than I think the average human. But I do have some major critiques of all award shows, uh, specifically the Oscars. And with them coming up, I thought I would share that. What I would do if I were in charge of these award shows in Bill George's America, BG's America, how we would run the Oscars. Let's hear it. That's what I, I want to get yeah, into. I don't have an option to not be all a right. part of this. So here's the, here's the issue. <laughs> like here's the issue my... with the award shows. They're too long. We all know this. All the hosts make jokes about it. They go on for far too long. They usually, they are slotted for three hours and they usually go over. And it's unacceptable. And to the average uh, John Q public who wants to try, you know, watch it and see who wins Best Picture, they're not staying up till midnight to figure it out. They're not going to wait. So all the stuff that you actually want them to watch, they miss because they went to bed. We need to get these shows down to two, two and a half hours max. And I have ideas on how to do that. One. Are you ready? Are you with me? Yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> I have no option to not be a part of this. Great. Here's what we do. First of all, you got to eliminate or at least significantly reduce commercials. So this entire award show is one giant commercial for all these movies and TV shows. So like anybody who submits to be a part of this award show should have to kick in some money to make it ad free. You know what I'm saying? You want to make it ad-free? It should be commercial-free or like one commercial per break. Yeah, but you should limited commercials. Literally the entire, there's no football and the entire nation is watching. Hey, Golden Why Globes, it- Bill George here. I got a great idea how to make your show better. Uh, take away the part of it that makes you money. The this <laughs> It is an advertisement for all the distributors yeah, in like and the a, studios. In like a bank yeah. shot sort of way. Yeah, I don't yes, know. That's yes. Ba- the studio should but pay like, for it to be knock, commercial knock, free. It's the Coca-Cola company trying to put millions of dollars in your pocket. <laughs> no, fuck them. Sony should pay for it. You know what I'm saying? The studios are the ones that are getting all the attention. The entire three hours is about how great their product is. Yeah, but they don't. It is an no ad. One, no one there cares. less ads. No one cares what the studio is. They just care about the actor and the actress. They don't care that fucking Sony Pictures, put but they'll it out. go see that movie because that thing, that person that they like, that actor, actress, won an award. Bill, when you ran for class president, <laughs> did you run on a platform of lunch for every period? 
Look, I am trying to make cuts here. Recess all day? First of all... This is a recess all day. Yeah. No, this is a commercial's gotta go. So that's number one. I saw the Bernie right, no sticker on your car. No bad ideas. <laughs> no you. bad ideas except number, that one. Number, number two. Okay. Yeah. Forget the host. So you have a comedian come on and do an opening. I agree that there... I think there is a, a space for a funny opening monologue of some kind. You have a comedian do that. But then... Halfway through the show, the host, quote unquote, disappears anyway, or they randomly cut to the host who then announces some stupid joke to bring somebody else on stage. That's all wasted time. You got the VO person there anyway. He just says, please welcome to stage so-and-so, and they come out. You trim out these scenes where they go back to the host. They have no purpose. I love it. Okay. Opening it's comedy bit It's only. all about the monologue anyway. Exactly. So um, it's all about trimming. Trim, trim, trim. That's the only part of the Golden Globes that I watch and I don't feel like I missed anything. Exactly. That's what I told you. Also, we got to get rid of the unnecessary montages and the Oscars are notorious for this. The Oscars always have like a theme for the show that year, which is always like the magic of cinema. Like whatever. That's always some variant of that is always the theme for the night. And then they randomly throughout the night will show montages about that theme. You cut them. Don't need them. Nobody asked for them. Nobody cares. Next up, the Best Picture nominees, they always roll out those nominees with a special presenter to come out every like two two yeah. commercial breaks or whatever like spot about to them. say, here's this movie, blah, blah, blah. Waste of time. That person coming on, that person coming off. Those clips are too long. Like it's pointless. You know what it reminds me of? <laughs> Wait. What? Go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. You'd be like... <laughs> I mean, we we I, I'm I like to cook and I enjoy cooking. <laughs> There's a new trend online when you look at a recipe where someone gives like instead of like oh like I want a chicken parm recipe. There's like an eight page intro about like what chicken oh, parm oh, means agree. to the I people agree. and then the actual recipe. Yes, I agree. It's like post nine eleven. I was looking for a comfort meal and I've stumbled upon this yeah. recipe in an old it's library. Always, it's always growing up on the farm. My daddy used to always make grits. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning we'd wake up and it's like, what do I preset the oven to? Just get me to that point. We'll deal with the story later. I'll circle back around. I'll circle back around. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So no, what they do, Craig, is like every two commercial breaks when they come back from them, they introduce somebody, somebody comes out and then they say, two men walking through no man's land. Oh, so this just, is 1917. And then they show like a one minute clip. And then at the end, they go, well, we've heard from, we've seen clips from all the nominees. Here, once again, are the nominees for Best Picture. They name all the movies mm. and then they pick a winner. Yeah. I think you just wait, bucket them all together. They say, here are the nominees for Best Picture. You do the clips then. They'll be longer than usual and that's fine because it's the biggest award, so it's merited. And then you pick a winner. Yeah. The interstitials um, of adding it in between take too much time. Sure, man. I love it. We're on, yep. Uh, cut, well, the, cut the arms and legs off of the suits to save money on the fabric. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much all I have right now. The point is, they need to cut it down. They're too long. I can't handle it anymore. They go over every time. Every time. Three hours. All right. Can I ask you a question? Please. Do you have any critiques that are not length related? Uh, well, anything I have still goes back to... It's all about length. It goes back to length. <laughs> yeah. Because to I length. also have an issue Just, with the fact that when we finally get to best actor, best actress, like the main categories, we are so behind at that point that they're playing them off sooner than the person who won best costume design. Which is not to say best costume design is not important, but the point is yeah, some people weird, want to hear... Some weird spinster. They want to hear more from the best actor, best actress, and we don't have time for it anymore because we've always fallen behind yeah. because we haven't we're, kept up. And the Oscars and the Emmys are even worse when the host comes in and does these like 
get the audience involved pieces, whether it's like the selfie or the having food delivered or the celebrities, they're just like us type of stuff. Like unnecessary. Nobody wants it. We're here for the awards. Let's just go. That's where I'm at. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Great. Wow, that was great. What if they did a skills competition? Yeah. That would be interesting. Like they do in basketball. An act off? Like best. cry now. Yeah, I was going to say best on the man crier. Yeah, that'd be good. So with the Oscars coming up, you want to talk about some some takes from this? Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you. Yeah, please. You're yelling a lot. I'm sorry. Um, I, this topic is very important to me. So there's a couple things that piqued my interests, mm-hmm. right? Um, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she is nominated for two Oscars, one for an actress in a leading role and one for an actress in a supporting role, uh, which is really interesting. I don't know how... Well, she got lead for Marriage Story, yeah? She did, yeah. What was the supporting role? For JoJo. Oh, for JoJo. Yeah, she won't win that. (laughs) Harsh. Okay. Um, (laughs) Where do you want to start, Bill? Where do you want to start? I don't know. Speaking of Marriage Story... Here's one. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna start the 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 top of the the top of the uh, sheet here. Best picture. Best picture. Yeah, top we, of the uh, nine films nominated this year. Nine films. We have Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and The Dark Horse, Parasite. Mm-hmm. Who do you got? Okay, so first of all, little backstory, fun fact. I want to give a little fun fact. Let's to the do audience. Odds. A little Oscar history here. Yeah. Hold on. Let me before we get to that. Cool. We said there's nine nominees. Yep. Uh, for those that don't know, the Oscars first started with as many nominees uh, as they thought merited it. Then they went for as long as we knew it growing up, it was always a hard cap at five nominees for Best Picture. That's how it always was. The five cap changed. Do you know why and when? The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. They call it the Dark Knight rule. So 2008, Dark Knight comes out. Doesn't make it into that top five, but still made a billion dollars and was critically acclaimed. And everyone was like, how does this not get nominated for Best Picture when, by all accounts, it's one of the best pictures of the year? And the answer is, hey, we only had to pick five. It didn't quite make it. So the following year, they're like, you know what? We're going back to anywhere between five and 10, depending on how many they feel merit it. Wow. Uh, so since 2008, we've been rolling with that. And this year, we happen to have nine. So what are your odds? What do you have hmm. for a favored pick? Yeah, handicap this for us. Yeah. Uh, so 1917... So, first of all, I'm notoriously bad at picking this. So, this is not the place where you want to listen to me. I have a couple other things that I think are locks, but for best picture, it's a little tricky. Okay. Uh, I would say a couple you can throw out right away. Uh, Four versus Ferrari, ain't winning. Doesn't even deserve to be there. Good flick. I, I give it a yes on the site. It's fun. It ain't best picture. Okay. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, not going to win. So, that leaves a couple left. 1917, I think, is the favorite because it won Golden Globes already, because I feel like they love gimmickry, they love war movies. Uh, Sam Mendes and Roger Deakins uh, are obviously huge names in the industry. Sure. I just feel like uh, 1917's my front runner. I would say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably next up okay. in terms of uh, balloting. It, Tarantino is obviously a favorite in the industry. It also won Best Picture Comedy or Musical at the Golden Globe, so it gives it some there. It also got, I believe, besides Joker, I think it got most nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would be my number two. And then... Joker or Parasite would be the other potentials. Um, Joker because, but the Joker thing is cooling off, uh, but it did get the most nominations this year, which tells me the Academy is invested in it for sure. I feel like all I've heard you talk about for the last two weeks is Little Women. Oh, I, I, if you were asking me what I think is the best picture of the year is Little Women, period. I, I, I but I'm, we're talking about what the Academy of Arts and been, Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences is going to pick. And right, you know, I was going to say, this has be been remade eight times, but we saw what happened with friggin' um, 
Jumanji? No. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> good ball. No, uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Lady Gaga. Oh, Star is Born. Yeah, remade, you know, f- eight times already, but right. still makes a huge impact. Yeah. No. But was it really that good? Little Women? Yeah. Yes. One of the best movies I've ever seen. We, I mean, if this we need is what I mean, this is why I was surprised he didn't just say it in his little thing there. Oh, if you were asking me what my best pick was, it's Little Women easily. And Parasite it beats was all good these too. Eight, eight other schlubs, but it's wow. not going to be schlubs. But, the, but I know the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences ain't going to give it to it. It didn't even get nominated for a Golden Globe, and Greta Gerwing got stubbed for best snub for best director. So I don't see Little Women winning. <laughs> I don't see Little Women winning. Okay. Wow. Now, Parasite is the dark horse. Uh, Parasite, if you're looking for a lock in your office pool, Parasite will win best foreign language film or international film, whatever. They, they renamed the category this year. I think it's now international film. Parasite's winning that, period. The question is, does it have enough support to also win best picture, which would be crazy. Um, I don't know if it's happened before where you win both international film and best picture. Uh, so I don't, I don't quite think it'll get there, but okay. it will win best uh, international for sure. All right. Uh, actor in a leading role, uh, Antonio Banderas, Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jonathan Price. This is a mortal lock for Joaquin. Uh, he won the Globe. It, again, Joker got the most nominations. That's a, that's a win. The one snub I want to point out here is I didn't see the Banderas movie, so that's I, I will, I'm not going to judge that and say he should be taken out. I did see the others. Jonathan Price was really good, but I feel like Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems should have got that spot. Yeah, he. Uh, I think that didn't was. Didn't he make a tweet snubbed. that was like, if I get snubbed, I'm going to come back and create the worst movie you've ever seen me starring or something yeah, like that. I don't get that. Uh, who is that a threat against? Yeah, I don't. I, well, I think there's a running joke in Hollywood that there's like a thing called like the Razzies or something. There are the Razzies, which, which is, is the like worst the awards. Worst awards. Year, yeah. And I think Adam Sandler has won the more Razzies than any other working professional. That sounds about right. And I think he actually goes to the ceremonies to just fuck with everybody. This is a real thing that happens? Yeah. The Razzies, yeah. So. Like there's like an event? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Where they announced the worst movie <laughs> the worst of the year film. and the worst actor of the year. And like so, all the grown-ups are like in there. The movies, the grown-ups yes. films. Yeah, yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. 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 Or like a Gigli or like whatever. Those types yeah, yeah, yeah. of like just shit on movies. Um, uh, actress in a leading role, Cynthia Erivo, right? Is that how you say her last name? Uh, Harry Tubman. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> Marriage Story. Sorsa. Sersha. Sersha Ronan. Sersha. Uh, Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Bombshell mm-hmm. and Renee Zellweger for Judy. I, she's got a lot of buzz. That's another. I think that's another lock. lock? Yeah, really. Uh, I gave Judy a no. Uh, the really? movie itself is very boilerplate cliche mm, biopic of a musician. It's you know rise fall drugs fall again. Like it's every music movie you've ever seen in your life. Sure. But that all being said, her. Uh, ability to to characterize Judy Garland is phenomenal, and she she is what makes that movie work to the degree that it does. But the movie itself, I didn't love, so I All give right. it a no. Actor in a supporting role, we have Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci, both for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Can I ask a quick question? Why is Tom Hanks sure. in a supporting role for being Will Rogers? Because uh, the movie is not about him. him, it's about a journalist doing a story on him. Matthew Reese plays the journalist. They follow him around. Oh, as it's kind of one of those like thing. Julie and Julia things. Mm. It's not really about Julia Child. It's right, about the right. girl who's making a yes, blog yes, about yes, exactly, Julia. exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Your thing about uh, Renee Zellweger doing a really good job in a movie that like overall didn't work really well. Do you yeah. find in your award show watching experience that that type of thing, a really great performance baked inside of a not so great movie, is something like? Do they hold that against it, or do they just look at the performances in a vacuum? They just typically? so. The thing that they typically do when you think about the way the Academy votes is if you replace the word best with most, that's what wins. So when you look at best visual effects, it's whatever has the most visual effects. Or you look at best editing, it's the one that has the most weird or different editing. And if you look at best performance, it's always like the most performance, like the most over the top, the most eye catching, the most look at this. Like that's why Joaquin will win. And that's why I think Judy will win. That's why. I think Gary Oldman but so won. But that sounds like it doesn't really Churchill. matter. Like it, if yeah, the, movie the movie itself is less of, important for sure. Gotcha. I think when, I'm pretty sure Gary Oldman won for that Winston Churchill movie. And again, I remember talking about this. It's oh, yeah. like yeah. tons of makeup, tons of like scene, you know, scenery chewing, like those types Dude, of things. Dude, when I go realized most, that he was a bad guy in Fifth Element, my oh, head yeah, literally yeah, yeah. exploded. Gary Oldman's got quite the career for sure. It's very varied. The guy with the flock of seagulls and the half of He's head. also the bad guy in Air Force One. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot. He's yeah, done a he's lot. weird. Okay, so Brad Pitt, Pesci, Pacino, Hopkins, Hanks. Who do you got? Uh, personally, Brad Pitt. I I don't know if he'll win. They maybe use this as a as a way to give some awards to the Irishman. Uh, but Brad Pitt, out of those performances, I think was the best. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the most engaged in a role that Brad Pitt has been in a while. And I think it's one of his best performances. I think it's also one of Leo's best performances. I just love that movie, personally. Yeah. Uh, so I'd give the edge to Brad Pitt on that one. Okay. And uh, the final one out of the big five or six uh, actress in a supporting role, we have Kathy Bates, Laura Dern, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh? Pug? Pugh? Pugh? I don't know. Uh, and Margot Pug? Robbie. Pug? Uh, this one, the early odds-on favorites, Laura Dern. Uh, for Marriage Story, yeah, she was watch she was it's great. She was great in it. Who uh, does she play? Like the therapist? No, she is Scarlett Johansson's divorce attorney. Oh, she's really good. I think she won the Globe. Uh, Laura Dern has had a great year in terms of that movie as well as her role in Little Women. Uh, she's just really hot right now. I think she'll. I think she'll take that. Hot. She's hot. Um, is her, what's her title? Is she a doctor in the... No, she's in a... I was going to make a Jurassic sure. Park joke. Oh, Fuck. yeah. Dr. Ellie Sattler. Oh, my God. Uh, a couple other things this year. The the screenplay categories, both adapted and original, are both stacked. Uh, those are some good movies in those categories. So that one is a really interesting uh, one to keep an eye out for. And Best Director is also another really interesting category because it has big, big names like uh, Martin Scorsese and... Quentin Tarantino and some like titans of the of the industry mm -hmm. all for best director. So that's an interesting category quick, as quick well. Question. Is the only reason that Joker is technically an adapted screenplay is it because it's based on characters from DC? I believe so. Huh. Interesting. I hope that Knives Out wins best original screenplay. And I hope the Little Women wins best adapted screenplay, but I don't know that that's how it's going to shake Before out. Before we wrap up, everyone at my work has been talking about Parasite. Is yeah. it like that good of a movie? Parasite's great. Parasite is really, really good. It is uh, a couple things to to warn people because I know there's certain things that people don't like to see in movies, and I challenge you to overcome these. But just for the sake of transparency, it is about two and a half hours, and it is subtitled the entire time. It's a South Korean film. I don't care about subtitles. I watch uh, everything on the TV in subtitles. Yeah, some people have a real about you. It's very odd. Some, <laughs> I have really bad hearing. Yeah. It's it's it's. I don't know. Sorry. Some people have a problem with it and they, they don't like the idea of it. I think you should try it. Uh, that's when 
when the director of Parasite got Best Director at the Globes, he made a comment about as soon as Americans can get over like the one inch barrier of subtitles, like you will open your world to, you know, amazing movies. Yeah. Shots fired. Oh, yeah. No, he's not kidding around. He also called the Academy Awards a very local event because he wasn't concerned about like winning or not because they were saying like best picture in the world. And he was like, well, it's pretty local. So I don't really care. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. I love this guy. Yeah. He's, he's not. He's taking take, a dump no on mercy, everything. No mercy. <laughs> but Parasite is great. And the thing that's really interesting about Parasite is it crosses genres. A lot of people try to ask me like, what type of movie is it? And it's like, well, depends on what part of the movie you're talking about. Like that's what's. It's a roller coaster. Can you give me a? Can you give me any other recent film that kind of has the same tonal qualities? Ooh. Is it like Thoroughbreds? At times, it's hard. It's hard to say honestly. I think if I had to peg a uh, peg something on there, like gun to my head, pick a genre. I guess it's thriller. But uh, mm. it's like you know, you talk about loving a slow burn. Like it takes a while to ramp up to that, and then all of a sudden you're in it, and you're like, holy shit. Um, it's it's good. It is really really good. I don't even. I can't even find and a place an, to watch it around here. That's another snub that a lot of people are upset about is the cast of that movie. None of them were nominated. Uh, this was definitely a reversion back to Oscars. Hashtag Oscars so white. Mm-hmm. If you remember that from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas and the woman that played Harriet Tubman are the only uh, actors of color that were nominated. Yeah, but you got to remember too that the. As much as the Academy is doing more and more to try to uh, include more diverse membership, the average member, the, the the majority of the members of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences are white men over 60. Like that's just who makes up this, this body as of right now. They're doing a lot to get different folks into the Academy. Uh, so they're trying to include more diversity and more folks to be a part of the Academy. But as of right now, it's still... It's still mostly old white guys. Completely unrelated. But did you know that Lord Dern was married to the singer-songwriter Ben Harper? Nope. All right, Bill, take it us away. <laughs> wow, this episode took a turn. Started off with quite a bit of hot fire from Bill. We really mellowed out. The <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. See, I don't I don't follow the the personal lives of the stars that much. I try to separate art from artists. How many Tom Cruise is my favorite actor can of all time. I, can I so ask you a question? <laughs> I can't go down how that many, road. How many celebrities do you follow like on Instagram? Uh like a good amount? On Instagram? Not really any. I only on Twitter. Like four. And they're weird. Apparently not Ben Harper or Laura Dern. No. I follow Seth Rogen. If Ben Harper walked in the room right now, I'd be like, excuse me, sir, can I help you? Yeah, if you walked in with a shirt that said I'm Ben Harper, I'd still wouldn't know who he was. <laughs> who? Annie Waits? <laughs> uh if you're looking for a good follow on Twitter, though, uh, Chris McQuarrie, who uh, wrote and directed the last few Mission Impossible movies, uh, as well as usual, he wrote, us- he wrote Usual Suspects. Uh, he's a good follow on Twitter. He does a lot of Q&A and stuff. He like looks that. like a pug. Who? <laughs> Chris McQuarrie. Yeah, he does kind of look like He's good. He's a talented man. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to the Should I Go See It podcast. Please make sure to follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It and subscribe and tell your friends. And thanks for listening.